You are Locked On Clemson, your daily podcast on the Clemson Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Tiger Nation. Welcome to the Locked On Clemson Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. It's your Clemson Tigers, everything you need to know about the number one team in college football right now. There is no game to break down this week for the Clemson Tigers as they're still enjoying an off date. However, there's still plenty to analyze through two weeks of the season for Dabo Sweeney and his team. I'll tell you why a trio of young freshman defensive linemen are still in the spotlight right now and become one of the biggest storylines surrounding Clemson so far this season. Also, let's dive into Trevor Lawrence and his improvement from last year to this year. Where has he gotten better and why has he gotten better? Everything from his mechanics to his footwork. We'll discuss and analyze the improvement of Clemson's star quarterback. And then also, we'll wrap things up today with a look at some ACC teams who are playing this weekend while the Tigers are sitting on the couch enjoying it just like you. That doesn't mean there aren't reasons to watch college football on Saturday. We'll go over some of the biggest games within the conference from a Clemson perspective. Going to get a look at a couple of new teams that have not played this year that are on Clemson's schedule. So much for a slow bye week. Still plenty to get to on Locked On Clemson Podcast. Up first, move over Power Rangers. Hello, three amigos. Now, I may be dating myself a little bit here, but I have not seen the latest Power Rangers movie. Now, I know that Clemson's former defensive line made up of Christian Wilkins and Cleveland Furl and Dexter Lawrence, Austin Bryant, named themselves the Power Rangers. They did all the moves and everything else as celebrations. They dressed up for Halloween and showed up at Coach Dabo Sweeney's house one time. Uh, so I'm fully aware of what that movie is and who they are and who they uh, named themselves after. But I prefer the Three Amigos. Yes, I was a kid when it came out. And yes, I'm talking about, for those of you who don't know, the Martin Short, Steve Martin, and Chevy Chase movie. Uh, If you haven't seen it, I encourage you to watch a classic, a true American comedy. However, let's talk about the, the Three Amigos on Clemson's defensive line. That being Miles Murphy. Brian Brzee, and DeMonte Capehart. You heard of the other two by now, more than likely, as you saw them play in Week 1. They were the two most heralded defensive linemen in this class, two of the most heralded players in this class, along with DJ Uyangale. And those two gentlemen have already stood out in a big way. Miles Murphy leads the team in tackles, tackles for a loss, and sacks already on the young season. And you've seen Brian Brzee really get after it up front. You've seen the physicality and how big and strong he is. And then there's DeMonte Capehart, who broke out against the Citadel. He did not play in Week 1 against Wake Forest. He had two tackles for a loss and a sack in his freshman debut. And he really showed off how well he moves for a 305-pounder. Now, what's important about what these three have done is it has sort of changed what very well could have been a weakness into a strength. When Clemson began the season, it was believed that the starting defensive lineman would be Justin Foster, 
on defensive end, Niles Pinckney and Tyler Davis in the middle, and then Xavier Thomas on the other defensive end side. Well, that's not really how it's worked out, as Thomas and Foster have yet to see a single snap this season. Both of them have been out with uh, health issues. And then Tyler Davis went down in the Wake Forest game, and they've had to replace him in the middle, which opened up a lot of time for Brian Brzee. So what that's also done is it's allowed DeMonte Capehart to get on the field against the Citadel and play inside a defensive tackle. And then Miles Murphy has been the big beneficiary of the playing time that very likely would have gone to Justin Foster. Now, Clemson has been able to continue to get the kind of pressure that was expected going into this season as they return to more of a 4-3 traditional Brent Venables front. And that's certainly been one of the keys to the season, one of the biggest storylines. But if those three guys had not grown up in a hurry and come in in the spring, even though it was a shortened spring season, and physically been ready to play, then I think we're having a completely different conversation right now. Cape Hart got a chance to talk with the media this week for the first time, and he admitted you know, he wasn't sure when he got to Clemson if he was big enough strong enough to play right away said you like to think you are but you just don't know until you get out there and he sort of found it in in fall camp and fall camp was hard on him as it is with most freshmen but he got over the hump he stayed with it and now he looks like he's a player who's going to be in the rotation even when Tyler Davis returns here's what Clemson head coach Dabo Swinney had to say on what all this competition and depth is building up front for the Tigers well, I mean, the the competition is is is. I mean, it's what makes everybody better. Uh, you know, we've got more depth, and and but it's but it's not just competition; it's the talent that's involved. I mean, it's very talented competition. Uh, so, you know, everybody we got a bunch of good players. We got some guys that are a little further along than others. Uh, we got a couple of young guys that, that I'm really excited about, like Kate Hart, like Trey Williams, Trey. Trey was out today. Hopefully, we'll get him back next week. Uh, he was a little banged up in the weight game. But, you know, those are two young guys we're really excited about. Uh, we didn't have Root today. Root's going to be out for a little while, uh, uh, you know, for, with an injury as well. Didn't have Tyler Davis today. Uh, so, to see those guys go in there and, and take advantage of their opportunity. I mean, of course, Niles and Jordan, the, the elder statesman there. But, you know, Brzee is, I mean, he, you know, he's just a competitive guy. And you have to. You have to show up every day if you're going to compete with that guy. Uh, seeing Miles Murphy, that makes Masker better. That makes KJ better. You know, we don't even have Xavier and Justin out there right now, but at some point we'll get those guys back. And so it's a uh, it's great. You know, competition is is uh, what makes all of us better. Brings out the best in us. I think one of the benefits of being able to create all this depth through competition is going to pay off. If, when, those freshmen do hit the proverbial freshman wall and the other guys are ready to step in and play, you heard Coach Winnie said they do expect Foster and Thomas back at some point. So when they do return, when Tyler Davis is 100% healthy, if those other three are performing at a high level, it doesn't mean there's a drop-off at all, and it doesn't mean they have to turn to even younger or any more experienced players. They'll have talent everywhere on the defensive front. While the Tigers look to keep running, Sometimes your car doesn't, and you need auto parts. That's why you need to go check out rockauto.com. With ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is impossible to stock all the parts you need at your traditional chain storefront. Why endure those often pointless, 
those seemingly intimidating questioning and wait for the counterman to pull it up on a computer just to tell you that his warehouse doesn't even carry those parts. You have your computer at home with access to rockauto.com and in your pocket. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The rockauto.com catalog is unique. It's remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts that are available for your car or truck, and while you're there, write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. That's locked on in the how did you hear about us. It's an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. For Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence, the goal was simple this year get better. How do you do that, though, when you're already the proclaimed number one pick in the 2021 NFL draft? You're the Heisman front runner. Well, that was before the Big Ten decided to re enter the competition this fall. But still, Trevor Lawrence, right now, currently the favorite to win the Heisman Trophy. And you know that everybody thinks you're great. You know that all the players on your team respect you. But how do you get better and how do you improve when you're already that good? For Trevor Lawrence, it really was as simple as breaking down his game, starting all over. He basically threw everything away that he had done in his career and built it back up and really paid attention to the details and the little things that he wanted to improve on. He didn't really like how his mechanics went last year. He didn't really like his footwork. So those are just some of the seemingly little things that he worked on that turn into big things. It was noticed by the ABC broadcasters during the Wake Forest game that Trevor Lawrence was doing something a little bit different with his footwork pre-snap. He was asked about that this week, and here's what he had to say about not only his footwork, but why he is striving to improve his game. Just in general, I switched my stagger for, for every play, and because uh, obviously, I mean, if you, if you switch to on certain plays and defenses like ours would pick that up quick. But yeah, just I switched my stagger this offseason, and uh, I think just it makes it more efficient on, on quicker throws. It's probably what, what they were trying to say. Might have misunderstood me, but um, on quicker throws, I think it's a lot more efficient as having my right foot back. And then also on drop back, I feel like I'm, I have a better base on doing that. So me and Coach Trier talked a lot about it this offseason and just kind of been working and, and messing around with it. And I think it's, it's working well. Uh, but other than that, I mean, that's that's really the only thing. I think uh, just playing a quarterback position, just your pre-snap intensity intensity as far as your reads and, and your keys are so important. And then post-snap recognition, and I think that's where I've gotten a lot a lot better this year is uh, really being locked into my certain keys um, and then just reacting post-snap and, and knowing the plan like the back of my hand. I think that's I've gotten a lot better in that area this year. The game certainly has slowed down for Trevor Lawrence, and I think that's been the biggest improvement from 2019 to 2020 is his pre-snap reads and what he's doing in analyzing the defense, knowing where everybody on his side of the ball is and what everybody's doing on the other side of the ball. It takes out some of the guesswork for him, and I think he's making better decisions, getting rid of the ball quicker, and yes, he is better post-snap, but I think that's due to what he's doing pre-snap, and that shows the kind of work that he put in in the offseason to become more knowledgeable. Uh, he said earlier this summer 
There is no way he knew everything about the game of football. He had a long way to go in his knowledge, and he wanted to improve that as much as he possibly could. And you're seeing the benefits. He's reaping that now on the football field with how he's dissecting and reading the opponent. But also, he's improved in some other areas. He worked on his accuracy. He said he worked on his base. He keeps using that word over and over again. That's his lower body and just how he sets himself up both before the snap, when he takes the snap, when he throws the football, and then his mechanics. He felt like his mechanics got a little off last year. Now, remember, he was dealing with a little bit of a shoulder injury, and that may have uh, hurt him a little bit in terms of some of his accuracy, but his decision-making was not sharp last year. If you recall, he had eight interceptions in the first seven games for the Tigers, and it cost him a chance at the Heisman Trophy. So then by the end of the year, he still felt like his mechanics weren't quite where they needed to be. So that's something that he really focused on. And this was a weird year. You know, he did not get the benefit of a full spring, even though Clemson did get nine practices in. He still felt like he got enough time to work on those areas in particular. But then to carry that over into the early part of the summer and when they couldn't be around each other and he, he wasn't able to go throw with anybody that he wanted to, because of the COVID-19 pandemic, he still found a way to get better, and he's showing it off right now. And he said big picture-wise, he feels like he knows what everybody on his team is doing. He feels so good about his playbook. And the word that Coach Sweeney used, and Davos Sweeney loves to use these, these one words to motivate players, he used precision because he feels like Trevor Lawrence is being precise in everything he does and it's not about accuracy. It's precision in leadership. It's precision in how he breaks down game film, how much time he puts in the weight room. He's precise in everything he does. That's what an NFL quarterback does, and that's what Trevor Lawrence is getting very close to becoming. But he's also not a player who needs a ton of playing time to get into a rhythm. He came out, looked very good against Wake Forest, then went 8-9 of nine against the Citadel, and he just it just looks like he... Everything has slowed down for him in a way that has allowed him to take advantage of all of his special gifts and tools that he's been given. And Coach Sweeney talked about earlier this summer about how it was a pleasure to watch him work and practice and run the offense and get everybody on the same page. It's all coming together for Trevor Lawrence, but I think it's very fascinating how he went back over this summer and was able to improve so much in a time when a lot of players didn't have access and ability to get better. Trevor Lawrence did, and Trevor Lawrence is on his way uh, to possibly winning the Heisman Trophy and maybe leading Clemson back to the college football playoff in 2020. Coming up next, I know Clemson's on a bye week, but there are still some very important and critical ACC teams to keep an eye on on Saturday. I'm going to tell you who to watch and why. Week 3 in the ACC gets going on Saturday with some key games. Clemson not among the group as they get the week off. And the schedule coming up for the Tigers looks like this. Virginia next Saturday, October 3rd, followed by Miami on October the 10th. Both of those games at Memorial Stadium in Clemson. And then they hit the road for a trip to Georgia Tech in Atlanta, come back home in October 24th for Syracuse at home and then wrap up the month of October on Halloween against Boston College. That's right before the trip to South Bend, Indiana for the Notre Dame game. After another bye week, it'll be on to Tallahassee to take on Florida State, followed by a home game, the last one of the season against Pitt, and then a trip up to Blacksburg, Virginia to take on the Hokies. 
and Justin Fuente. We're going to talk about that team and a lot more here as we wrap things up. Speaking of the state of Virginia, coming up this weekend, Bronco Mendenhall and the Cavaliers play their first. Speaking of Virginia, you'll get your first look at the Cavaliers this weekend as they host the Duke Blue Devils at 4 p.m. And Brandon Armstrong takes over the offense for Bronco Mendenhall. And we'll get a chance to see what they look like without Bryce Perkins. He was one of the best players in the conference the last couple of years. He led Virginia to a Coastal Division Championship. No divisions this year, but Brendan Armstrong has some big shoes to fill. They really like Brendan Armstrong, and there's a a belief that he's going to be maybe a better passer than Bryce Perkins. He will not be as quite the runner that Bryce Perkins was, but he's still mobile enough to get out and run uh, the kind of offense that Bronco Mendenhall wants to and really want to see what kind of team Bronco Mendenhall feels this year. One of the most transparent and honest coaches in the ACC. They've dealt, like everybody else, with COVID-19 and how you tackle and how you handle your practices. We'll see if there's a little bit of rust there because Bronco Mendenhall didn't hold back from tackling this fall camp. The problem is they had extended weeks to get ready for the season and he couldn't hit every single day. So you just wonder if there's a little rust as they've sort of had to ramp up their tackling and then slow it down and then ramp it back up. It'll be interesting to see what they do against Duke, who is quarterback by Chase Bryce, a former Clemson Tiger himself. He backed up Trevor Lawrence for the last couple of seasons, transferred uh, to play for the Blue Devils and David Cutcliffe. They're off to an 0-2 start at Duke as they lost in Week 1 to Notre Dame. And then this past week, blown out by Boston College 26-6 in Jeff Halfley's debut as head coach. A lot to work on. They had five turnovers in that game, including four in the red zone. If that happens again, this game's going to get way out of hand, just like it did against Boston College, but probably worse. Virginia, I think, is going to be pretty solid this year. Keep an eye on them and see what they look like in this game. Uh, Not only because they come to Clemson, but maybe people are sleeping on this team a little bit. Maybe a dark horse contender if everything fell right, even though they just don't quite have the talent of a lot of the other teams in the ACC. The headliner game in the ACC this week is no doubt a rivalry between Florida State and Miami. The Hurricanes hosting the Seminoles in what maybe could have been a top 25 matchup had Florida State handled business in week one against Georgia Tech, but instead uh, they were not able to win against a Georgia Tech team that many thought would finish dead last in the ACC this year. The Seminoles trying to bounce back from that, but the big story is Mike Norvell, their head coach, not going to be available to coach in this game. He contracted COVID-19 last week. He's going to be sitting this one out. Want to see if Florida State, who hosts Clemson in November, has some fight in them. That's a long way between now and the time the Tigers get to them. you got to think Florida State improves, but in the same breath, you got to take note of just how dysfunctional this offseason has gone for the Seminoles. And they've had guys enter the transfer portal recently. They've certainly had their issues with their new head coach. And they didn't look really that much more functional, especially offensively, against Georgia Tech in Week 1. And that was kind of the big uh, storyline going into this season was, is Florida State finally going to have an offense again? The offensive line wasn't great. James Blackman at quarterback. Struggled, held on the ball a little bit too much, and this offense looked a lot like the ones we've seen over the last couple of years. Meanwhile, the Hurricanes, who come to Death Valley in a couple weeks, 
very balanced, very different on offense. They've got their guy. Talked about them earlier this week. They lead the ACC with 497 rushing yards. They're going for their fourth consecutive win in the series over Florida State. What you're going to see and pay close attention to in this one is that Rhett Lashley offense and what it takes advantage of. Florida State up front, somewhat comparable to Clemson in terms of talent. Now, overall, Clemson's depth is greater than Florida State's up front. But Florida State has a guy like Marvin Wilson, a defensive tackle, who can move people around. They've got some speed up there. Watch what Rhett Lashley does to that defensive line, or does Florida State find a way to disrupt Miami? I know Brent Venables will be paying very close attention to how that Florida State front attacks this Rhett Lashley offense. And Lashley likes to find your weakness and just hammer on it over and over again. So keep an eye on what Miami looks like offensively against the Seminoles. And finally, a game with maybe not as much consequence in terms of the ACC overall. It's NC State going to Virginia Tech. Again, this is the first time the Hokies will take the field because of COVID-19 issues with their opponents and themselves. And it'll be the first look at this Hendon Hooker, Khalil Herbert offense in 2020. They should move the ball against the Wolfpack in this one as Wake Forest had no trouble getting up and down the field on the Wolfpack. But NC State ran the ball extremely well. The Wolfpack not on Clemson's schedule. Do not believe they're going to meet in the ACC championship but Virginia Tech, a lot of experience on defense. But what Clemson fans are going to want to look at is the sideline. You're not going to see Bud Foster over there anymore. A staple at Virginia Tech for decades. He is retired. Let's see how this experience-laden defense looks without him calling the shots. I think they're going to be pretty good. I think they'll be talented. They're going to showcase some of that. Wouldn't be surprised if you see some rust here on the Hokies. But they should take care of the Wolfpack. And that's going to wrap up this week on the Locked On Clemson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Tell your friends and your family. Follow the podcast on Twitter, at Clemson Locked On, and then follow me, at Brad Sinkoff. That's with the W at the end. Next week, we'll get an early look at Virginia. We'll break down the matchups. Where does Clemson have the advantage And where can the Cavaliers maybe take advantage of the Tigers? It'll be a busy week. Stay tuned for that. Thank you for joining me. Have a great weekend. Tiger Nation, talk to you on Monday.